So I'm going to show you guys a picture. Oh, boy. Um, Famously good podcast. Audio, audio medium. No, but, but the, the picture's not important. It just this just helps illustrate it. So I was up in the woods uh, as I am wont to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we came across this fireplace. Ooh. Oh my I love god. Her. That is so cool. I want to be inside it. That's all there was. There was just a fireplace on the top of a very large rocky hill overlooking Mm. Lake Superior. You know Mm. the Fay hold court right up next to that. So so the the explanation that the park gives is that some – there was a Dutch businessman who fell in love with a woman and he decided he was going to build his dream home up on this – you know, it's it's not a mountain. It's a big hill. It's – we Lake live in Superior. Minnesota. Yeah, we live in Minnesota. It's we have not a mountain. the Sawtooth <laughs> Mountains. They're not real mountains. Anyway, big hill looking over Lake Superior, huge rock on top, built a fireplace on it, and then apparently the woman rejected him. Nice. <laughs> and then nothing ever happened. Uh, the rest of the house did not get built. Ooh. However, that makes no goddamn sense if you look around for even two minutes because there is no way you could build a house up there. Like, mm. the rock is sloped severely downward. Mm. There's no, like, level ground anywhere nearby. Mm. And if you were going to build the fireplace first, you would think you would have at least, like, leveled out the, the ground sur- underneath it. The right. ground underneath it. You wouldn't do that afterwards. Yeah, I've never heard of a what? building a house fireplace first, to be honest. No. How, wait, and now how old, when was this supposedly, when did this supposedly happen? Um, Supposedly Gosh. sometime in the 1800s. Okay, because I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> potentially. Okay. Potentially ground moves. It's no, rock. Is it's, it's not. It's not. It's not dirt. It is a solid slab. It's like a solid boulder that it is sitting on top of. I mean, what I find most interesting, right, is like if I was going to make up like a fake bullshit story about why there was a fireplace up there when I myself had built it in the 70s, I would make it a lot more dramatic. Like there would be death, there would be dismemberment, there would be adultery. Like it would be very exciting and and scary and sexy and a lot of people would die. And so I just don't understand why it's just like some guy liked a girl and then she didn't like him back and now there's a a rock maybe that's rock. because maybe the story is actually worse and that's their version of playing it up like maybe it's just that like there was a house there yeah and then like they just tore it down but then forgot to take the but, but the rocks again the ground you is can, not level you cannot have maybe. the house on not level yeah ground. yeah but like this the- there's like nothing and again no one starts building a house by building the fireplace right like that's not a like that's that's an insane so here's my challenge to you all Let's come up with a better story. I was about to say, writing exercise. Writing exercise. Why is there this huge stone fireplace at the top of the, I think it's the Don Hill Trail is what it's called. Don Hill. Yeah. Donner. Uh, The Don Hill Trail at Split Rock Lighthouse State Park in northern Minnesota. Why is there a giant fireplace on top of there? Let's. Let's write this story together. Let's write them a better story. One word at a time. (laughs) One word at a time because I have the first word. Okay. Okay. Aliens. Oh. Were. Non-existent. (laughs) (laughs) However, suddenly (laughs) in my spaceship, (laughs) I rode a (laughs) jet stream horse. (laughs) In my spaceship, I rode a jet stream horse into the... (laughs) <laughs> you missed it. You missed it. You missed it. Lake. God, I have to start the next sentence, right? Mm-hmm. We're in the lake with the yeah. We're the the jet stream from their spaceship. Okay. They rode a jet stream horse <laughs> into down the into, the into the lake. Aliens don't exist, though. To be clear. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, where I saw mermaids and we. Kissed. Yes. And committed tax um, arson. <laughs> tax arson. <laughs> Underwater. Wow. <laughs> Difficult to do. All right. So, yeah. period. <laughs> Together, we decided to build. <laughs> we got to get back to the oh. fireplace. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Aliens. <laughs> Using. Fireplace. <laughs> Starting 
with clay bricks bones uh, bricks bones with clay bricks bones skin and love mm. <laughs> I like that story. That was a good story. That was a great story. story. That's way better than a Dutch magnate. Well done, everybody. Well done. We did it. The fireplace is built. Who is the narrator? A Dutch businessman. A Dutch Dutch businessman. That's how they travel. Yeah. By spaceship and jet stream horse. Yeah. (laughs) To party with the mermaids. Commit tax arson underwater. And build aliens, aka fireplaces. Well, my thought was that you could like you could sculpt them out of clay and then like fire them in the fireplace. Mm, okay, know? I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, clay bones and skin. Yeah, and love. And love. love. And love. <laughs> I mean, love's the most important. And that's the story of Adam and Eve. <laughs> well, as Noel said, love's the most important ingredient to playing D and D. And I am a jet stream horse. Hello, I'm Noelle, and I am a non-existent alien. Hi, I'm Juniper. I'm the fireplace. Oh, okay. So burn, sep, uh, burn, burn me up, baby. Uh, put me on. Put, fireplaces don't traditionally get burned up. The fireplaces. logs in my hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hannah and I'm the gif of the white man blinking. Yeah. And uh I play Slake. That was not Oh, part thank of the... you. Thank you for remembering to state who you play. Not a single one of us gave a helpful introduction except for Hannah we and we all appreciate never that about. Do. I play I play Fran and She's uh Do you know what she is? She's a water soldier Nazi wizard slash rogue. Wow. Rogue. With a W. Yeah, I play Corbin. He's a human druid. He's level Well also with a W. Beloved, also with a W. The Uh, W is not silent. He's a dwuid. He's a dwuid. He's a dwuid. His name is Colbins. All right. So last time you guys had some conversations with the gods, with the mm. cosmos, mm. and uh, you learned some things. So, Fran, you had a chat with Wavell, the god of knowledge. You learned uh, which side uh, each of the gods is likely to take. And you also learned that Kai may have a way to put Phelan back together. And it's not super glue. So that's exciting. <laughs> And um, in exchange for all this knowledge, you, Fran, have agreed to allow Wavell to witness the unfolding of history through your eyes. Um, So now you've got a creepy little ride along living in your head. Sure do. And then Slake, you talked to Vioni. It didn't go normal. Mm -hmm. The vibes were not great. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Pretty bad. Vioni, um, you know, was like, hey, I'm the god of scavengers and the god of corpses. You make more corpses. Maybe I'll be able to give you a boon. Slake felt uh, normal about that and fine. And <laughs> it's totally normal and yep. fine. And Corbin, you talked to Pavia and it went great. Mm-hmm. Um, Pavia is so proud of you. You're her son. She's your mom and yes. has been her, your mom the whole time. And she she gave you some information. She'll help by sending messages. And like she's the most normal, well-adjusted god you guys have talked to. Just some yes. total. And we love her. So... Love a headless queen. <laughs> True. No head? <laughs> uh, so that is where you are now. You guys are uh, you're in the library at Estra, and Mary has come back, and uh, she turns to you guys, and she says, all right, I've got responses to the sendings. Do you want to hear them now, or should we take a little break? Let's just whip it out. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, friend! Buy me dinner first. Yeah, no, why don't you take us out to eat before? Uh, okay, that's how I mean, man. Let's just do it. All right. Well, 
Shut up, you guys. <laughs> All right. So Mary says, uh, well, okay. So the ill friends are going to send who they can. General Olivia will come and, and whoever she can get to volunteer. And the boars, of course. Well, what we got back from them was maybe a bit mm, unintelligible. <laughs> but it seemed enthusiastic. So. Sounds about right. That's hopeful. The pirates say they'll come, but only if they never have to see that awful flying thing again. <laughs> Wait, what? That's not a very nice way to talk about ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because the last uh, time you guys yes. contacted and then it was Slumber. Yes. Yeah, and they yeah. said never contact us again. The <laughs> thing is horrible and it shouldn't exist. Well, that's why we didn't God. send it. That's this a time. promise we can potentially keep. We can potentially keep that promise. <laughs> We probably probably should. <laughs> <laughs> They're awaiting instructions on where they should sail, but they've set off towards towards Vola. I guess they're still hanging around the Madrian harbor, so... But they'll pick up what troops they can from Madria under a very shaky truce. So we've got help coming. Uh, oh, and we contacted Shakal Chahar. It seemed like the best place to get a message to as many of the different Orcus tribes as possible. I didn't get any promises, but uh, a lot of enthusiastic responses. So mm. I, I'm hopeful that we'll see them yet. Oh, and uh, Danmar, they only have cavalry to send, but they'll send it. Uh, we sent the message to Captain Sevilla, who's still in the city. She'll send the cavalry. And as I understand it, it seems like the king is coming as well, though she does not want him to. <laughs> sounds like the king of Dan. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but last we heard, he was fighting on the mountains, so that must mean... That must mean that battle is either over or he was sent away from it. If he's coming to fight here, it must be at least they're doing good. Otherwise, he'd be like... I feel like he'd be dead. <laughs> I hope so. So that's the news from abroad. Uh, we just have to figure out how to get everyone here. I mean, the pirates will transport who they can, but that's not... It's not everyone. I think for the moment, I think we could all use a break. Let's call it a night, and we'll check in on things in the morning, and figure out a game plan from there, okay? Yes. Okay. Okay. Thanks, uh, Mary. She she nods. Good job, Mary. Mary, you're amazing. Good go team. Hey, should we watch some should we watch some telepathic visions? Oh yeah. Can we do that? Laika says, Oh yeah, we've got a new network set up. Uh uh here, I'll take you guys to the uh the lodestone so you can you can get jacked in. Yes. <laughs> I always love that we call it jacking in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Let's it. Let's go. It's like you're going to learn so much. Let's jack right. the lodestone. Let's jack the lodestone. <laughs> I guess we can get jacked on. <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys, uh, you have a pleasant evening watching uh, magic. Magical Degrassi. Magical yeah. Degrassi. Yeah, Magical Degrassi. Yeah. Yep. You you guys have, you learned some nice lessons along mm -hmm. the way. From yeah, Magical we learned never to ride a jet ski. Yeah. Never can, we watch, a jet ski. can we watch a couple episodes of Magical Gilmore Girls as well. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys stay up late having a little slumber party. Yes, jacked into the lodestone. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, and then, oh, shit. And then Fran. Yes, I'm gonna say you wake up in the middle of the night because mm -hmm. you have some business to take care of. Oh, when Mel's about to get some tea. All right, so um, Fran wakes up in the middle of the night and she scuttles around. Like Kronk in the Empress New Group. <laughs> yeah. We're in the library, right? So yeah. there's probably some kind of like study rooms or somewhere that I can be alone. Yeah. Well, I think like. Would it be best to go to the temple? Yes, it definitely would. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go to the temple then. Um, okay. And take out Kai's diary next to her statue and her altar. And I'm going to write in the diary, I need your help. 
and uh, the ink from your pen spreads and spreads until the page is black. And a hand rises from it and grabs you by the throat and pulls you in. And uh, when you are regaining your senses, you are there with Kai in the void. (coughs) You do not have hair for me to grab. The throat was most convenient. Unless you would have preferred the face. What? I would have preferred the hand, obviously, you psycho. Okay, anyway, I'm here because I heard that you know how to put Phelan back together. Oh, yes, the little gnat that I put on Torva's plate. Is that at least a fly? <laughs> a fly, a gnat. A biting insect of whatever kind you prefer, I suppose. But yes. And as she's speaking, you know, she is in her monstrous form. A black beast, the crown of bone. Yeah, I'm assuming I have, like, wounds on my <gasps> neck. Yeah, oh yeah, you've got little claw marks on your neck. <sighs> but as you, you're talking to her, she seems less stable now than you've seen her before. And it's like this black form of hers is almost oozing. And she's like pulling it together. She keeps rolling like her huge animal shoulders and rolling back this tide of of sludging blackness that makes up her form. She says, yes, yes. I wonder from whom you heard this that I could put him back together. The little broken boy of Torva's. I'm wondering why I didn't hear it from you. She does not respond to that. Then I don't respond either. And you guys stand in tense silence for a moment. And she says, fine, if you wish so much to put him back together. Though it will only break your heart. Do as I have done many times. It should not be hard. You must sacrifice one piece of him to another. Pin them together. And let whoever's will is strongest come to the top. So, I put them together and I they still might not be back to who he was. Perhaps yes, perhaps not. It depends on how independent his other half has become. Or rather, there is no other half anymore, I suppose. There are two boys, and they will each take pieces of one another. We will see if they are able to fit themselves back into the same shape. Fran nods. And then she says, well, I don't even know how to get them together. The uh, Phelan that I said goodbye to is still on Far Mountain. <laughs> you underestimate his dedication to you. Call him. He will come. That is how men are. They will come running no matter what. I mean, I guess I could do that. But then what happens to Farah Mountain? I know not what happens there. It is not my domain, it is hers. Ugh. Okay, well... What about in the void? Do you know where Jombo is? And uh, she ripples, like her whole black form ripples. And her teeth gnash and she says, Yes, he's here. He harries me. He is not what he once was. He has spent so little time in the void over the centuries. That which is not unmakes him. And she shudders again. Ah. <sighs> it unmakes us both. He has hands which pull his reins in whatever direction they want him to go. As we all do. Um, you seem different. <laughs> I have 
No will left. Child, I wanted to be gone from this world so long ago, and I have fought so hard to stay. I wish to help. I wish, ah. And she surges forward and the feathers from her fur split around you. There is more that I must give her. So does her father. He has gifts ungiven. What? To Mary? Yes. I cannot divest myself of all that I have to give her until she crosses to this place unprotected. And then she shall have what is left of my power. As for her father, you must kill him. She must kill him. By his own poison. You have some still, do you not? Yeah. She must kill him and me. Split the vial into two doses. Save them for us. Once you have killed him, come face me here in the black and unmake my wretched self once and for all. Ah! The hands which hold my reins make me buck and gnash. Unmake me, Frenika, and let the child take the birthright she insisted on bearing. Alright, deal. Can I go back now? Yes. But do one thing for me. What? There is only a bit more that I can do for Mary until the end. And I will do it while she is here in my place of power. But the boy... Pavia's boy. Keep him awake. Let him not interfere. While we're in Astra? Tonight, wake him. Keep him from dreams. I will give Mary the last of what I can give her until she takes... until she takes the last of me. Okay. Alright. Go. Now. And in that split second, she is a woman again. And she grabs your shoulders and shoves you backwards. And you fall back into consciousness or the real world. You're not sure. You don't You don't know if you were really there or if it was just your mind that she pulled in. Mm. But you can feel the claw marks on your neck. Like they're physically there? Yeah. Fran like stumbles back and falls down and touches her neck. Fuck. Okay. I have to heal up somehow. Okay. Um she 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 looks through the bag of holding and realizes she doesn't have any poultices and so she has no way to heal herself and just puts an illusion over the the marks so they can't be seen. And then here's the thing. So, I could wake up Corbin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also have a spell called Dream. Oh. Where I can control what someone else dreams about. Oh. Whoa. Oh, now that's a major violation of trust. Take my gum out. I'll be chewing it all through the mid-roll. Wow. Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm here uh, to do the mid-roll. It's me, Juniper. Excuse me. My room's a mess. We had people coming and uh, spring for roaches today because I guess there's roaches in our apartment right now, which is super cool. I'm like really into it. Um, Also, there's bees. And every time I see one, I do say... There's a bee 
and no, literally nobody laughs, and it's really unfortunate, and frankly, it's mean. Anyways, hi, welcome to the mid-roll. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks, everybody, for being here. I'm so glad that you came. I hope you stay for this whole time. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to try not to edit this because I don't have a lot of time. Like I do have I actually am going to see Chantel after this. So like um, I'll be like following her on her mission. Like once I give the code word, like at the end of this, it's kind of like a reconnaissance mission. Like we like to check up on her every now and then and like make sure that she's following procedure and like cleaning up after herself well we don't like for her to leave a trail and she's always i mean she always like aces all of these little checkups but we still do it just to keep her on her toes i think she likes it too like it's enriching anyways um hi chantelle you're not gonna be listening to this but if you are um what's up i love you i'll see you soon and to the people who listening and to our patrons thanks thanks as always and in fact um, I'm going to list some of the patrons, some of the new patrons that we have gotten this month. Uh, there are nine of you. I don't think any of you have been shouted out already, but if you have, you get to be shouted out again. So lucky day. So thank you to Axel. I have it memorized. Uh, Tyler Thompson, H.G. Kelly, Zonzolistar. I've actually... Zonzolistar. I actually read this earlier, this specific name, and I was like, how am I going to pronounce this when I say it? And I and I got Zonzoli Star. I got Zonzolister. I got I, there's just many possibilities. So I hope that uh, the two that I gave one of them is right. Uh, Mora. Mega. Very good. I love that. Verity. Zanison. And Larray Cassidy is a very proper name. Love that. Thank you guys for becoming patrons. I hope that we uh, do not disappoint you. I hope that we meet all of your expectations. I hope that this mid-roll has met your expectations. I know it hasn't, and I'm sorry. I'm apologizing in advance. Um, but thank you. Your patronage genuinely means uh, a lot to us, and it keeps us, uh, it helps us pay our taxes. I literally do use the money that I get from this podcast to pay my taxes every year so th genuinely thank you so much um what's next we have some things from the store to read off a wonderful ad from the lovely derps and dragons and the ad goes as such the oldest memes the okayest dming the stupidest roles and the derpiest derps all this and more on Derps and Dragons, a new 5th edition actual play podcast. Join the Derps every other Tuesday as they bumble their way through the world of Jerichos. Jartus Guidehorn, a minotaur fighter that was, until recently, frozen in time. Brewin Lacebuckle, a rock gnome artificer that carries a huge wrench. Zirik, an owlin assassin turned mailman who quits his job to soar to new heights. Diok Ennisbottom, a satyr bard with a deep connection to Mother Nature that cannot be explained. And J.D., the DM, who reigns in these four misfits while they crit succeed on the mundane and crit fail on the crucial. Don't we all? If you like Brendan Fraser, poop jokes, and getting caught in the rain, then Derps and Dragons is the podcast for you. Catch them on the podcatcher of your choice. Also, don't shout us out anywhere, or we will shout you out. And that goes for you, Benevolent Evil, who was kind and generous enough to do a shout out for us um, on the release of their second compendium last week. Thank you so much, genuinely, and we will be checking out your compendium. And if anybody else wants to check out their compendium, the we, I have an I have a website address. Get ready; it's a little long, you guys. It is www dot d n as in the letter n d unleashed dot com slash home slash the dash impermissicon dash compendium dash release and impermissicon is spelled i m p e r m i s s i c o n hope that you enjoyed hearing that in an audio format anyways please uh thank you so much 
Benevolent Evil. And if you guys get a chance, please go check out their compendium because it genuinely, I just looked it up and it looks really freaking cool. So check it out. Thank you. Okay, next it is time to thank those wonderful few who review. If you are not able to support us monetarily, as many aren't, you can still support us virtually on the review stations. You can leave reviews of all types. Um, Apple Podcast Reviews, there's other places to leave reviews. I don't know where, but they're out there and you can do it. And we love and read literally every single one of them. Um, Thank you so much to Blue Sky Queer Nerd. Love the name. I think you've reviewed before and I love to see you here again. Um, If you haven't reviewed before, I'm... uh, I I have preternatural abilities to predict the future, and so I just anticipated this historically in my memory, and I knew that you would review one day, but I think you've reviewed before. Anyways, thank you so much. Um, I also cannot believe that our that this campaign is coming to an end. It has been so many years and it feels like it has not been that many years. It's I don't I feel like it's I think it's actually been seven years, and I feel like it's been like three years, which is crazy. And in addition to blue squ- blue squy queer squared, uh, <laughs> lil flies. Thank you so much. Your you have left the longest review I've ever seen, and I appreciate so much your detail and all of the kind things that you said. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, reviews like this are also really helpful for people who are genuinely curious and go to reviews to like learn about what the podcast is gonna present to them so i really appreciate you taking the time to like leave such an incredibly detailed review thank you and then wonderful from ireland my my distant my distant home that i've never been to but have a faint trace of heritage to (laughs) thank you so much for reviewing um i so appreciate it i'm so glad that we can make you cry with laughter i also cry with laughter um often thank you for the 10 stars i don't know how you got the system to accept all 10 stars but you did it wonderful you are wonderful now last and certainly not least but perhaps in fact most important a message to chantel chantel the code word is it's 504 and i'm literally on my way to your house right now Get ready. Go! Oh, the sleeper agent is active. Uh, now, yeah, okay, now go, go, yep, go. So, Fran... I love this. You cover up your shame. Yep. <laughs> I cover up my shameful wounds, God. <laughs> All right. And then I am going to use the dream spell on Corbin. It's a level five spell. So this spell shapes a creature's dream. So basically, I am going to appear in Corbin's dream. And um, I am going to be able to make the dream be whatever I want. Ex pardon me. <laughs> and um if you fail the save you're gonna you're gonna have nightmares for the whole night and not gain anything back and take 3d6 psychic damage <laughs> well i won't well i won't fail so that's not gonna be a problem <laughs> this is gonna go All great right. this is gonna go great so fran is actually uh she's gonna go back to where everyone's sleeping so that she can be like by uh, her victim she <laughs> Um, and so she she sneaks in back into the room where everyone's sleeping and she reaches into her bag of spell components as she sits down crisscross next to Corbin's bedroll and um, she takes out a feather and a handful of sand she draws like a strange rune and a circle on the floor using the feather as like a quill and then she drops the sand on it and closes her eyes 
and enters Corbin's dream. Your dream is going to be about the battle that's upcoming. Okay. And there's going to be fire all around. And the ceiling will be caving in. And in the dream, you have an opportunity to... I think I have the most control over myself. So we'll say that you have the opportunity to sacrifice yourself to save me. Okay. And so do you do it in your dream? I mean, yeah, Corbin would do it. Wait, when do I roll? Roll yourself up. Yeah, roll yourself. So as a rock falls from the ceiling, Mm -hmm. Fran is like underneath it and you could save me if you sacrifice yourself. yourself. I choose to. Okay. Uh, 18. 18. I think that beats yourself spell save DC, Yeah, that just 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 beats beats it. Um, Okay. All right, I mean, it's probably a good thing because if Corbin woke up with psychic damage and had a horrible <laughs> nightmare, all he would know something was up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he um, would know, so that's good, I guess. Um, but you can still you can do what you want. So okay. yeah, uh, Corbin would one hundred percent. He would throw himself at Fran to push her out of the way of the falling rock. Mm. And I think as soon as you do that, I fall. It directly into, and you didn't see this before, but right behind me, there's this writhing mass of beasts that you've summoned in the past, and you could stop them from tearing me to pieces, but no, you can't because you're dead. And then you wake up, and it's the same situation again. So are you going to save me? Yeah, Corbin would try to save you again, but he was, he's going to try to pull you in the other direction this time. So okay. You don't go to this um, Fran, you pull Fran directly onto your spear, and you too are being taken in by the mass of the battle, and again, you pass away. And it happens again and again and again, and finally, Fran stands under the rock that's about to fall, and it's kind of happening in slow motion. And as it's falling on her, she says, Don't die, idiot! Corbin, you are awakened by screaming. Slake, you are too, and Fran, you hear it. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. So you guys, you you were all, like, sleeping in the same room, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you see that Mary has awoken, and she is screaming. She is screaming, and she is grabbing things, and she's trying to cover her ears and, like, scraping at her face to try and cover her ears. And Fran is shoving spell components into the bag of holding. <laughs> Mary! Mary! I say, and I, I grab at oh, her Jesus, hand. fuck! I, I want, when Corbin first wakes up, actually, he yells for Fran, because Fran is the person that he has just seen almost die a hundred times over, because he wouldn't think that it would be Mary at first. No, so, no. So, yeah. He runs, he like lunges towards you, Fran. Ah, what? Why are you, why are you yelling? I'm not. Mary, are you okay? And and Mary says, and you realize when she starts speaking that you can hear her, but she's not speaking from her body. She's still signing, but you can hear her voice in your head. And she's still like trying to, to stuff things around her head and she's sobbing and she's, she signs. I can hear them. Oh, I can hear every one of them. Every farmer looking towards a lean year, every mother with a child. I hear every soldier on Farm Mountain. Everyone, everyone, every single one. I can hear them. They don't stop. Why won't they stop? Uh, uh, Mary. What happened? What do you mean? You can hear prayers? I can hear them. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't save them. I can't save them. You don't have to save them, Mary. It's okay. They want to survive. And she is, she's shaking, and her hands are shaking, but her voice in your head still sounds clear. Mary, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. She, she, she came, she came in my dream, and she, 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 I don't know. I don't know what she did. I don't know. Who? My mother. My mother, she was there. She what was there, it? and she told me to listen. She told me to take power from them. I can't. I can't. They want to survive. I can't. I th- Mary, I think you have to if you... And she's just sort of rocking back and forth now in, in, a, in a trauma. But you notice, before before you say anything else, you guys notice that the room seems a little bit lighter than it did before? Hmm. And after a second, you realize it's Mary. It's like there's a second shadow to her, a second sort of after, after vision of her that is glowing bright gold. 
I, 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 I'm like rubbing my, my hand on Mary's forearm and I say, what can we do? How can we help you? Make it stop. Make it stop. How? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, as, as this is happening, you hear pounding outside and the doors are flung open by... You recognize her. It was the the attendant that you got very drunk at that party, and she took over as as the head attendant, and and she rushes in, and uh, she starts rubbing Mary's shoulders and making soothing noises, and she looks back at you guys and says, "This, this would happen with every one of Kai's vessels. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. You learn, you learn to tune it out. It's okay." And there are several other attendants who have come in with like a, a bowl of hot water and uh, compresses and they they start just I mean they start to attend to Mary as if she is a goddess. Does anyone have any paint? They you gonna write on her? I mean what if you fuck her up worse? And uh, as, as you guys are debating this the attendants are they are doing just what they had done for Kai a thousand times over. They soothe her, and they hold her, and they tell her in soft tones the ways to block out the sounds she does not want to hear. And they hold her, and then, as the attendants attend to Mary, one of them looks to the three of you and says, It may be best if you give her some space for now. Are you sure? Mary, is that what you want? And Mary is beyond responding to okay. you. She is she is in a blind panic that she is consumed by. Isn't there a way to stop it? You said she could learn to tune it out, but, but... It's okay. There are techniques of meditation that we would teach each body, each body of the goddess, and, and we will teach this one too. She's not a body of the goddess, though. The techniques are the same. We will do what we can for her. It is our sacred duty to do so. Okay. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. She she says to you, she is becoming more godlike. That does not look like a good thing to me. Yeah, I don't think this is good either. Transformation is always painful, but she will be okay. See how her divinity glows? Why would this happen now? Kai... I do not know. It, she said her mother was in her dream. But but why now? I I could not say. I could not say, but please. Maybe because we're in New Astra. Perhaps, but I, I beg you, please, let us work. We will let you know when she's calmed down. Fran kind of takes a couple steps back. And, uh, yeah, the, the attendants usher you out of the room and close the doors behind you. The, the we all just like are silent, standing I, in silence outside yeah. the door. I, I look at Fran and I say, y- "You said you think this could be happening because we're in New Estra, like like Kai's stronger here. Maybe we should go. It, like if we took Mary and we left here right now. I don't know if it would matter. I think what's been done has been done, and I think it doesn't have as much to do with New Estra as it does." Kai probably knows that we're about to face Torva and she's doing her bullshit to control us as she always does. But we were talking to all those gods. Maybe one of them knows how to stop this. I could ask Pavia, but I should have been in that dream with Mary when she saw Kai. I always am every time. I'm always there. So I had a stupid dream about you, Fran. God. Oh. Something's wrong. Something's not adding up. I don't know. I think maybe we should ask another god about if there's any way we can help her. I'll ask my cool mom. <laughs> Corbin just falls. <laughs> Corbin passes out. Corbin passes the fuck out to ask his cool mom what the hell is going on. Right, right. It's like you've got to catch Corbin. As he just... yeah, I, yeah, I catch Corbin yeah. so he doesn't break <laughs> his little skull open. Which might actually... Because Pavia is the god of dreams, but mm-hmm. she still is a little bit the god of, of truth, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. She's going to know. Dude, Fran, you re- might, is she gonna you be, might real? be fucked. <laughs> All right. 
All right. So, Corbin, you are you're back in the realm of dreaming, right where you were earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pavia sort of seems startled this time that you're here. <laughs> like, what do you want this time, bitch? I just saw you. Just like, she, she looks as beautiful and pristine and statuesque as she always does. But you sort of do get the vibe that you like caught her in the middle of dinner. It's <laughs> funny. And she goes... Child, child, what, what is it? Why so, are you here? Sorry, sorry, mom. I know we just talked. Um, so I, you know, Mary. Yes, of course. She, um, is not doing good. And I think that Kai somehow got a hold of her in her dreams. But I am always there when that happens. And sometimes I fuck it up. And Kai still gets to her, but I wasn't even there this time. And she did something to Mary, and Mary can't stop hearing voices, and she's fucking catatonic, and we don't know what's going on, and can you help? Calm down. Calm down, child. It's okay. And she looks far into the distance and is silent for a moment, and then comes back to you and says... You're right. Kai has unlocked a very old, very deep magic that she placed on all of her vessels. She did not like to hear the prayers. But what? For whatever reason, she has undone it now. And I assume so that Mary may gather more power from those who pray for survival. We all hear them, those who pray to us. Some of us are more attuned to it than others. Many have blocked it out. She will be all right in time. She will learn to adapt quickly. As for your dreams, it is muddy. There was another's magic that kept you from her dream. Beyond that, I do not know. It seems to be magic of Kai's. It could be that she kept you away, somehow. Hmm. Okay. How how long till Mary's okay? Is there anything we can do to help her? (laughs) I cannot see the future, child, but from... The times I have heard this happen before. Demigod children who awakened to the sounds of prayers. It will not take long. In the morning she will be attuned to it. She will learn. I think it will take much more learning to block them out entirely, but in the morning, if all is well, then she will be well. But she'll be different. Yes. She has taken another step away from mortality towards becoming a god greater than any of us. Except she didn't take that step. Somebody took it for her. Yes. She was pushed, I suppose. And I do not wish to be cruel, my child, but... That may be a push she needed. We will need all the power we can get to defeat Torva. Yeah. She should have been able to decide to take that power herself, though. I'm sorry, Corbin. The gods do not get such choices. Now, return to your friends. Can I have a hug? Oh. Oh. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. He just needs a little hug. Yeah. No, he just needs his hot headless mom to hug him. <laughs> and uh, Pavia wraps you up in her snow white arms. And then you wake up. Okay. Corbin does not wake with a startle. Mm. Mm. He wakes slow. 
And this time, like Fran, Fran, Fran is like leaning against the wall. I was going like to say, Fran better in. not be close because <laughs> Fran, Fran is leaning against the wall, just like staring into the distance. Mm-hmm. Slake is, I, I think, kind of been holding you. Oh, um, like a dying Aww. man on on the on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, it's so sweet. So you you wake up slowly, and mm-hmm. I'm looking down at you, and I say, "Did you learn anything?" Well, maybe. It sounds like the what I'm most concerned about is Pavia said. Kai's magic somehow kept me from dreaming of Mary when she needed me. Which means that there might still be worshippers of Kai specifically in Estra. There are worshippers of Kai specifically in Estra. Yeah, but... And Fran, Fran is, like, crying. But, like, the kind that are not casual worshippers. Like, they're taking action. And that's why she got stronger. Yeah. That's probably part of it. It Fran Fran wipes her tears and says, I guess that makes sense. Pavia also said that this will make Mary stronger. And she said that she'll be better by the morning. Okay. She'll be okay? But she's not gonna be like she was. What do you mean? Like, this is one of those things that changes you from being mostly mortal to more god. Okay. Like when she had to take her name... Right. And Kai's doing all this to stop Torva? I don't know. It it doesn't Pavia said she she didn't she couldn't see. But whatever Kai's doing, she said Kai didn't like to hear the prayers when she was in the vessels. But it's fine for Mary to hear them. Yeah, I know. It's oh. it's shitty as fuck. Did she say how she stopped her from hearing? It, something about an old magic that kept the prayers from coming through, and this this undid that. So, oh. I mean, if she wanted to make Mary stronger to fight Torva, why couldn't she have just communicated that? I think if Mary had been prepared, it's not like. It's not like she hasn't made sacrifices before to to get stronger. I mean, she killed her own children over and over and over again just to inhabit their bodies. But if she wants Mary to be strong and prepared, like, clearly this isn't the way to do it. I mean, she's not even conscious. Maybe Kai doesn't have another way to do it. Well, the other way would have been saying, Hey, Mary, is it cool if I do this to you? Yeah, I guess. Um, And I think, like, for the rest of the night, at least Fran will just, like, wait outside the door. Mm-hmm. She's not going back to sleep. There's no way. Corbin mm-hmm. does go back to sleep, but specifically with the intent to fight Kai if she tries mm-hmm. to show up again. Mm-hmm. And she Smart. doesn't. Yeah, she I doesn't. Mean, I figured, but... I think, actually, I'd... Uh, I'd... Not long after I think Corbin goes to sleep, uh, Laika comes charging in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Laika says, I, the, the attendants all rushed off in an emergency. I, I got here as soon as I could. What What's happening? And you guys go through it with her. Yeah. Yeah, Fran, Fran tells her everything that happened. And then she says, Laika, can we talk? Uh, yeah, yeah, of, of course. I know now is not really the best time, but it might be the only time. Yeah, uh, d- d- uh I'll here. Let's let's go to one of the study rooms. <sighs> okay. And uh, you and Leica takes you to a little side room where they should, you know, just cozy cozy table and chairs in there. And it looks like somebody's left their research all over the table, and and Leica just sort of haphazardly clears it aside. 
then like closes books that didn't have bookmarks in them and somebody's gonna be very mad about it tomorrow but she says uh, uh okay uh what's up Fran takes a breath to say something and then she kind of hesitates and she goes has Torva tried to contact you what no no way are you sure yeah he's never like nothing like what any of you guys have described I- okay that's a big relief. Why? Um, we we found out some pretty well. We found out a lot of weird stuff, but specifically, so it turns out, you know how Kai and Torva are trying to like fight each other, sort of, or or play a game, or however they call it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I guess I I know a little bit about it. I, I started reading your your diaries, but I didn't go too far because I know you said you had something you, you wanted to talk to me about. Right, so... You did leave in, like, a whole thing about how good Phelan's abs are, by the way. <laughs> Shit. I didn't even know that you'd seen his abs. Fuck. I hadn't seen them at that time. <laughs> um, anyway, forget you read that. <laughs> so... I basically here's the long and short of it is they each chose a champion right and they wanted to choose a champion that could basically get Mary to either be sacrificed to one or the other so that they could use her power to, to fight the forces or to control the forces or whatever um, and they chose you and me what I'm I'm Kai's champion? Actually, I'm Kai's champion. But... But that means Torva chose me? But he was like your stepmom or whatever. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, uh, that's your, not, not really how I would put it. Your mentor, right? Yeah, your mentor. Yeah, um... But he did that because Kai chose me as her champion. He wanted to manipulate me into not doing what she wanted. Basically, basically, he chose you because he thought that you would get us all to not sacrifice Mary. And I guess you did. <laughs> or we all did. But, But I was the one who... And she looks very embarrassed to say that she says, but I was the one who loved her first. Yeah. He's never contacted me, Fran. You have to believe me. I've never do anything to help that guy. Um, Fran, Fran wants to do an insight check. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure he's telling the truth. Um, so that is a 22 oh, yeah. insight. You can tell there's something that Laika is holding back. I see. Fran narrows her eyes and says, that doesn't really make sense, though, does it? I'm... I mean, he would have tried to do something, maybe not as himself. Well, he's he's never contacted Nate, but... And she touches her eye patch. Well, there was one thing that happened. There was a, a girl who... Well, you know... When when we got all the Estrin survivors together, we all just thought she was another one of us. You know, she she spoke our language. She knew all of our customs. N- nobody really knew who she was, but that's not unusual. A lot of people here have lost everyone who knew them. Right. But I don't know. She, she was my friend. She she really helped me get through those those early days when I was. You know, I was trying to hold everyone together and, and, and act like I knew what I was doing, and... Yeah, she was... She was my friend. And then... I don't... I don't know what happened. I mean, I do, but... She didn't... She wasn't who she said she was. She was an agent of Torva? They found an altar to Torva. In her things. Oh. And... And... She fought us. 
really hard. And I, I told her not to fight, because we could be friends, you know? It could all be like it was, but... But... She... We... We couldn't be friends. But that's it. That's all it was. We, we just... I, do, you, do you remember anything she was trying to convince you of, or... She just wanted me to stay out of it, you know? She said it was... It was okay that Mary had sent me away, and, and... And that I shouldn't be part of that fight. Um, and she just told me that someday Mary would come back, and... and that she'd need my help. Um, but she also said that, you know, Mary had a lot of untapped potential. That was the words she used. I thought that was kind of weird because she didn't really know Mary, but she kept saying that there were rituals we could do to, to give Mary more power. I didn't really know what she was talking about, though. And then, and then they found that the altar and, 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 yeah, she, she made me feel better about leaving you guys. Oh. But. So, Torval wanted you to stay away. And he wanted Mary to have more power? I guess. I, I, I suppose he wants to use her to control the forces. And he doesn't want Kai to have her, so... I guess that's why he made sure that I would make sure she didn't sacrifice herself or that you guys wouldn't give her to Kai or, or I guess I, doesn't really make any sense to me I, I just want to do what's best for Mary you know I think you did the right thing Laika we can only do what we think is best at the time what about you does Kai talk to you um, yeah, she... So remember we found that book of Kai's? Um, she kind of communicated with me through that for a long time. Oh. What'd um, she say? Mostly I just learned about everything she wanted to do. And then she found me when I was in the void. And she told me that she wanted me to kill the forces. Well, that's kind of been our goal all along, isn't it? Yeah. But did she... Does she want you to sacrifice Mary? No, she said that that would be impossible. Just that Mary needs to be powerful enough to defeat Torva. But then... Is it because she named herself that they can't sacrifice her anymore? As far as I know, yeah. Oh, so I guess we're both irrelevant now, huh? Yep. I guess that would make us irrelevant. <laughs> I guess. Thanks for telling me. Oh, damn. Damn. And she slams her fist on the table and says, If that's true, I shouldn't be with you guys when you... When you do meet Torva. I don't... Oh. If I'm his chosen one. I don't know what sort of power he has on me. I, oh, I guess that's true. I wanted to be there, but I'll I'll just have to make sure that everyone else is fighting as hard as they can so that you guys get that chance. Yeah. I guess your magic probably comes from him more than anything, so I'd be careful about when you're using it. Yeah. No, my 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 magic comes from uh, the wolves and my grandpa. Yeah. I don't I don't think it does. Like <laughs> no, no, that's that's where all the paladins of Fenrir. We're, we're we're you know we get our wolf magic. Okay, well, but you know, may, maybe maybe there's like some some bits of Torva in there, so it's I'll... probably mixed in, like a soup. I... <sighs> Damn. I liked soup. 
can still like soup, Laika. It's okay. I didn't mean to ruin soup for you. You ruined soup for I'm me. I'm sorry. Man. I'm never going to be able to eat it. Uh, I'm never going to be able to meet him in strong, a, a chicken noodle. Today sucks. <laughs> yeah. The sun's not even up yet. Okay. Well, let's let's go back to the rest of them and we'll, we'll wait for Mary. Fran, Fran, Fran just cuts her off and grabs her in a hug. Oh, she hugs you back. And Fran doesn't let go for a long time. Googie's clicky feet. Googie! Let's all break out of this dramatic tense moment. You talk about Googie. Googie. Yes. Oh, thank you, Googie. We needed that. Sometimes you need a break from that deep emotional bullshit to just scream a little Googie name. Everyone's been doing amazing, though. I think this is going to be a fucking banger. I think so, too. We're all doing it, Kat. You're so powerful. Yeah, you're doing great. Corbin, I made myself cry. <laughs> I know, I saw your tears. Yeah, you did amazing, <laughs> Kat. Especially, so like, powerful. the Mary shit. Damn, girl. Yeah, fucked so up. Good. Oh, the listeners are gonna die. They're gonna freak out. Where's They're your Oscar? Die. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the desk. Put it on the desk. Where is that fucking Oscar? Where is it? <laughs>